guys, you're watching the Rosalind Maka Show, and today I am with a very special guest, another member of the new movie, The Reading. Say what's up, Lucy. What's up? Are you excited? <laughs> I'm super excited. I think it like just became real for me when I saw what? the preview. Oh, yeah. that is very true. Because it's so funny, we filmed this back in 2020, so mid-quarantine, or yeah. like on the brink of it. Yeah. And then you're kind of like, you're hearing about it. In theory, you know there's a movie cooking up. But when you see the preview, it becomes like, oh, oh. we made a movie, y'all. Yeah. Yeah. And it, the trailer looks amazing. Oh, they killed it. I Like everyone, the beats, the music is like, mm, and then the special effects. You're like, ooh. Like, Tell everybody, what yeah. was your character? What was your part in the movie? So I play Ashley Leiden, which is the sister-in-law and like the PR agent for Monique. So Monique's character, uh, basically she loses her family to a home invasion. And then uh, she has some bad press with my sister Sarah Lovey's character. And so I kind of turn the tables. And I think like from my perspective, my backstory is naturally you want to look out also for your family so you want to control the narrative a little yeah so that was my approach to the character is she could come off to be honest she was written kind of unlikable but uh oh for me when i read it i was like no she's just a little protective of her family and she just she wants to make sure the story is being told right so my character is the one that arranges for sky and uh, her group of friends to come in and do a reading for Emma. Mm -hmm. And that is where all the mischief begins. I know. I'm looking like, what else happens? And I know you all have to watch it. You have yeah. to support and watch it. Because really, you're limited on what you can yeah. say, too. But Yeah, that's true. I mean, now, that's really curious. When it comes down to preparing for this role, how did you prepare? How did your headspace get to this? So my character, I'm playing a little older in it, too. Mm -hmm. So I made sure uh, I stayed more like dry sarcasm. If I had something mm -hmm. to say, I tried to keep it like very, uh, a little more monotone, like, well, that's it. Like, <laughs> a little more. Uh, Why do you make a, it sound boring? Just a, li a little more okay. rooted mm -hmm. versus my natural personality. If I'm engaging, like, okay. Uh, I do tend to use sarcasm in my speech, but I'll be a little bit more upbeat about yes. my expressions and how I talk. So I took that into consideration. For me, it was really important, though, again, to go back to um, trying to get to the heart center of why this character is the way she is. Because, again, she was written in a way... Uh, that when people read her, they're like, mm, mm. I don't know. Like, I don't know about her. One. Yeah, I don't know that. Uh, so for me, I had to look at it and say, because if you're playing a role, you have to have compassion and empathy for why they are the way they are. You can't judge a character and play at the same time. That's you actually have really to important. Sit, you have to sit in the seat of how they think and you have to validate their yeah. reasoning for why they react the way they do. Did that take you a long time to study this particular character and getting into this role? So she, for me personally, she actually did take me a beat to get into it. She didn't come naturally. Sometimes when I read a character, it comes extremely 
natural because you, every character, I feel like you see a part of yourself usually mm -hmm. in it and you can relate to that and then you could form other parts around it. Yeah. Her, I had to create a backstory in my mind of why I would relate to her. And that went back to, okay, the family, like her brother, she lost her brother. Mm -hmm. She lost her niece and nephews in this home invasion. So naturally she's going to want to control the narrative. Of course. Get, get in on that. Yeah. Even though the family may be passed and that's part of the premise of the movie. That's why she's this way. So it was important for me to create those storylines. That is cool. That is really cool. I'm just thinking when it comes down to you can't even relate. If you if you had to think about a time span, how long did it take to you? How long did it take you to feel like you can start relating to the character? And when did you realize I got it? So we auditioned, we did an open call audition. Mm -hmm which is like so cool and synchronistic because Sarah, my sister, who plays Rachel Gates in the film, she did a, she did an audition with Brandy Specs for a commercial. And then Brandy Specs, who uh, was connected to this project, she's the one that was like, y'all need to submit and show up to this open call. So we always throw it back to Brandy, like, hey, we did this because of you. Like, like, thank you. Thank you so much. Like, and so she just sits on her heart for that um, because we would have never known about the audition. But we showed up for the audition. We did an open call at maybe the end of October. Mm -hmm. And then December what, 2nd, we were filming. So it... it it was a quick turnaround from the time of audition to the time we were filming. But I would say it was probably like the third time I read the script that I, I was no longer trying to find her. I just settled into it. Once I created the backstory and I created the whys mm -hmm. at the root of it, then the rest is easy. And the, the thing is, that's the same thing for memorizing lines or tapping to mm -hmm. emotion. Yeah. For me to tap into emotion or to memorize lines, I can memorize fast. I could tap into emotion fast if I just put myself in the empathic perspective of she's feeling this. Like, I would just naturally feel this. No, I and like then, that. And then, it, then it's not about acting. It's just the rest is reacting because I already know my truth mm -hmm. as the character. Mm, so, I like that. I like that. So. What do you feel in your opinion, is the most powerful part in the movie or the most powerful scene, if you can say anything or a hint, I know you can, mm -hmm. but if you can tease us with something, anything, I'm begging. Wow. Um, I really, I can't share much. I just have to, you just have to watch it. Okay. But what I would say, uh, or the highlight. I, it's going to be full of twists and turns. Like, and I feel like what would be the most powerful scene for me would be different for each person because we each have our own story. Like, yes. Experiences. But I can't really share that because that might, um, you know, that would give away some details. Okay, well, how about this? Describe the movie with three words. 
Three is my favorite number. Uh, like, I love. Those, I love three. Just like you know, okay. three's a charm. Yeah, we grew up like three boys, three girls. So oh, like, really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. Well, well, dad, two brothers, mom, two girls. So I like that. Maybe not yeah. three boys, three girls. But, so, so but I love three. It's like lucky. Um, well. I think it'll be a roller coaster that you have to experience. And I do feel like I'm not good. Obviously, I'm not picking words. I'm just going into details. But it's <laughs> going to be a roller coaster that I think you have to watch a few times to really catch. And I think those are the ones that stick with you. Yeah. You could speak for me. Like, my favorite suspense movies are from the 90s. Like, 90s, early 2000s. Like, I love really? them. Oh, yeah, I go back. I'll watch those, like, rewatch. And the love stories, though, they're so good, too. Like, I'm a romantic. I'm, oh, I'm really corny. Too, but are I'm you? So corny. But are you picky on the type of romance? Because I'm picky about the romantic movies. I'm like, was there build up? No, that, like, there was attraction at the beginning, but there was some tension leading up. Don't tell me that was that easy. Yeah, usually yeah. people like all the tension and all the drama. Yeah, I like a little build up. Yeah, okay. like I love memoirs of a geisha, for example, because the whole time she's the, I haven't she's, seen that in a while. Ooh, it's good. I love that. And then yeah, I and then I love also love stories that aren't necessarily love stories that have a little love in the subtext. So like Meet mm-hmm. Joe Black, Legends of the Fall, because they're really like life journey stories. Mm-hmm. You know, they yeah. just happen to have. A little You're about to make me yeah, go to Netflix or something. Prejudice. You have like a little Darcy Lizzie scenario going on. Okay. okay. I, like, I love this. What about you? What's your favorite love? Goodness. You're going to make me think about this yeah. one. I mean, I mean, I mean I'm on the hot spot. You, yeah. I would say my favorite love. Mm-hmm. I like love and basketball. That was a good. See, but there was build up in that too. Yeah. Because they were like friends. They're like, do we want to admit the sexual tension? Do we want to admit it's here? You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> this is PG-13. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing a right turn. What was it like being with Courtney and watching him direct and do his thing behind the scenes and seeing him interact with the cast? And even when he spoke to you, he's telling you what to do. Yeah. What was that like? So, uh... Courtney in general, I'll just say we wouldn't be here without Courtney Glade. Everyone will know the name Courtney Glade. Um, write that down. Uh, That's what I tell people. Write that down. <laughs> write that down. Courtney Glade, I always like tell people not only is he like an incredible writer, incredible director, a visionary, but he's become one of our great friends and like someone I just treasure. But leading up to it, we were talking to Courtney on the phone all the time. It was an immediate connection with Courtney. And not only is Courtney so beautiful at directing on set, he knows what he wants, but he also gives you a playground to figure out some things yourself. And he trusts you, puts trust in you to carry that through. But Courtney, and it sounds so funny, but especially as an actor, when you could look at certain people in the room and Courtney's one of those um and you just feel immense safety to go to those places Mm. um like different emotions or different uh just explore different avenues having that safe space especially when you're creating art Mm -hmm. as a collaborative team it's so special uh 
But I think this is really just the introduction of Courtney to the world because he's so phenomenal. He's so talented. I really can't say enough. Like this, he's amazing to work with. He really is, y'all. She is not lying. Amazing. He will speak life into everyone that he comes in contact with. Yeah. Even whenever... It's such a beautiful yeah. energy, right? When I first met yeah. him, I like calm. I never I remember exactly where I met him. As soon as he opened his mouth and he yeah. started talking, I was like, Who is he? Yeah. And just ever since. Like and we were yeah. teasing about it off camera, but literally it's so funny. Like he, he comes, he has like all these tats and then he smiles, he talks, and you're like, Teddy Bear. Like he's just I mean, he's a joy. To not only work with, but again, as a human being, like, I just love Court. Jeez. I love it. I love yeah. It. Like, nothing but love. Yeah. The whole team. Everyone did New so beginnings. phenomenal. New beginnings. Yeah. 2023 and beyond. Oh, yeah. Congrats. Thank you. Congrats. So Man. Thank you. Y'all, that is, that is it. Lisa, she came to visit. Thank you for watching The Rosalind Maka Show. See you next time. I don't want to do this anymore. Remember that guy, Johnny. What happens when I touch you? Emma Leighton. She's an author. What's the catch? Emma, Sky's the one doing your reading today. I've heard some amazing things about you. How did you do that? We gotta snap her out of it. Sky. Hey, mommy. What you doing?